Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Connie Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. So this is a two-part series on how to coach your staff to navigate conflict. So this week, I'm going to do part one. We're going to really dive into some of the statistics and really understanding where the root of conflict come from and why so many staff struggle with navigating conflict. And next week's episode is going to be a walkthrough of very common scenarios that happen in most childcare centers across the world. And I'm going to be walking you through the script of how to specifically navigate those scenarios and also giving you context for how to coach your staff through those scenarios. So let's start with this week's episode. I want to really bring you into this world of conflict to understand why there has been such a big emphasis on this topic, on this show, why I've been talking a lot about it on all of my social channels, and why our event, the Summit of Excellence, is completely focused on conflict and kindness and creating a culture of contribution, creating a culture of promotion. So employees around the world spend on average three hours a day involved in conflict. So to give you some context, conflict, one of its definitions is a moment that disrupts the flow of work, okay? So if there's a moment that disrupts the flow of work, being that in childcare or any type of school setting, we're working with moving targets, okay? Children are not machines. They don't stay in the same place and do the same thing every hour of every day of every week. They're evolving, they're growing, they're changing, which means there are hundreds of moments throughout the day that will disrupt the flow of work. And in each of these moments, both leaders and staff need the skills to be able to manage their emotion, practice boundaries, and use discernment to understand 
what is needed in this moment of conflict. Now, most schools, in fact, less than 5% of schools have active training for their staff on how to navigate interpersonal conflict with grownups. Now, many schools, in fact, over 80% of schools have trainings and credentials that staff need to know how to classroom manage, how to discipline children, how to do behavioral management in the classroom. They are going to constant trainings and webinars and conferences all about how to teach children how to navigate conflict. The challenge with this is, is we spend so much time talking about how to discipline children, how to, you know, work on child behaviors. And there's very little training on how adults need to be self-disciplined. Right. Just because you're a grown up, it doesn't mean you enter adulthood knowing how to be self-disciplined and regulate your emotions. So what happens is, is the grown ups are trying to model and role play to the children how to do these things that they don't know how to do themselves. Conflict, consistency, managing expectation, using boundaries. All of these things are really challenging skills and major components of adulting, right? Just being a grown-up. The other challenging part is, as a society, we have been wired that conflict is bad. And you may be listening to this and thinking, you know, yeah, I was trained that conflict is bad, but, you know, we're doing okay. We're managing things. We have some conflict, but we deal with it. I want you to come into this episode with an open mind and really understand that just dealing with conflict is a very reactive approach. And we just like with anything that's important, we want to take a proactive measure in really creating a culture where conflict is managed and also people have the skills to really navigate those difficult conversations. So there was a study that was done by the CPP study, and it studied the different impacts of conflict. Now, I'm going to read to you some statistics because I think it's very powerful just to get insight and data into the impact of conflict on our organizations. So 49% of conflict comes from clashes between personalities or egos. Okay, think about your staff. And how many of them have a personality clash or you have a director working with a particular teacher where there's an ego clash? 34% of conflict comes from workplace stress. Think about the current climate that we're in and the stressful impact that it's having on childcare workers. 33% of conflict comes from too much work without enough support. Leaders are overstretched. They're underperforming, they're overcommitted, and they don't have the ability to provide support and direction to their team. Which brings me to my next one. 29% of conflict comes from poor leadership. 26% of conflict comes from dishonesty or not enough clarity or openness. 23% of conflict comes from unclear roles. This is an interesting statistic here. 21% of conflict comes from confusion about accountability. Think about your center. Is there clarity around the accountability structures and roles and responsibilities on the team? 
Conflict arises when people don't know what they're accountable for. 18% of conflict comes from a clashing of values. 14% from problems with performance management. And again, the list goes on and on. These are some of the most common ones. So let's dig deeper. You know, why is this not helpful? Well, when you avoid the slightest disagreement, you're compromising your true feelings and you're storing up frustration that can end up negatively affecting your health. Okay. In a 2013 study done by Trust, 2013 study that was done around conflict, they found that bottling up our emotions increases the risk of premature death, including different types of cancer. Laughing nervously or plastering a fake smile on our face instead of acknowledging distress can lead to feelings of loneliness and depression. Being conflict avoidant impacts the relationships on our team because we're cutting off honest communication with the other people. So while avoidance sometimes seems like the best way to deal with the conflict, in the long run, it harms our culture and connection with our team. And if you're listening to this podcast and if you're building sustainability within your organization, you can't avoid conflict because it seeps into the culture. And this is why the theme of this year's Summit of Excellence, our in-person live event in Florida on March 1st and 2nd, is all about conflict and kindness and how to learn these skills for your center's growth and long-term legacy and impact. And you could check out those details in the show notes. So you're sitting back here, whether you're washing dishes or on a walk or folding laundry or getting ready in the morning, whatever it is, and you're thinking, okay, I need to start facing conflict. I need to start leaning into those difficult conversations. I need to start leveling up. What do I do, honey? Okay, let's start with step one. Step one, reframe confrontation. Disagreeing with someone does not mean that you're fighting. I'm going to say that again. Disagreeing with someone doesn't mean that you're fighting. Okay, keep in mind that this is not about blaming the other person or proving who's right or wrong in a given situation. Conflict resolution and real mature, emotionally mature conflict skills come from standing up for yourself and communicating when you feel angry or frustrated. It's about ensuring that these problematic issues, like the one you might have with your coworker, are dealt with. So they don't happen again in the future. You see, this is really challenging for leaders and teachers because we've been programmed to believe that conflict and problems means that something is bad and it's not true. And so reframing is a process, right? Reframing conflict is not a one-time stand up at a staff meeting and reframe it and now we're good to go. There is decades of programming inside of our brains that conflict is bad. And so reframing is a process. It's about coaching during conversations that you have with staff during their one-on-ones. 
It's about giving staff the tools and the mindset to level up to this new way of thinking. And it's about the leader leaning in and getting curious about asking these questions. Now, these concepts are great, right? But the practical application is so critical. And this is why we've dedicated an entire session at the summit specifically to this. And the workbook that you're going to be getting at the summit is going to have scripts to help you navigate this dialogue. Because reframing is creating a new narrative. When you need to create a new narrative, you need to understand the different ways that you're currently communicating with your team through email, through in-person, through staff meetings, through one-on-ones, through drop-in face conversations in their classroom. All of those are moments of connection to reframe conflict and understanding how to very artistically weave into those conversations the reframe and the new narrative around conflict, that conflict is not something to avoid and conflict is not bad. Conflict is something that is part of every healthy relationship and learning how to practice our boundaries and recognizing what our values are and why there is a difference of opinion or perspective in this moment helps us come closer together and build connection and relationship with our teams. Leaders, this is what is needed in this next generation. In building the next generation of leaders, this is pivotal for the longevity of your center. So that's the first thing. The second thing is creating a training and coaching plan for your staff. So when are you going to make time to help model and coach them through these conversations? I was talking with an owner who's at our Owner's HQ program, and I challenged her on something interesting, and I'll share what I spoke with her here. She said, typically when a teacher comes to her with a problem about a child, she makes time faster to listen and help her problem solve because it's the child. But when it comes to the teacher, she kind of almost has a little bit of a dismissive approach where it's like, well, did you talk to her? Well, did you figure it out? Well, you should go speak to her. Well, you should just take care of it yourself, right? And we're forgetting that many teachers need the same amount of training as a child needs when it comes to navigating conflict. They don't have the language. They don't have the confidence. They don't have the leaning into the bravery that's inside of them to navigate that conversation. Most of us come into adulthood not trained for this. We really don't. And what's another, just some fascinating statistics to understand how people commonly handle conflicts with their colleagues in the workplace. It's frightening, okay? 89% of employees let conflicts escalate. So they avoid the conflict and then the conflict escalates. 67% took extra measures to avoid the colleague with whom they disagreed with. Do you understand how this impacts your center? You have two teachers who work in the same classroom or two teachers who work side by side with one another. 
and they engage in a conflict. And now they're going to work super hard to avoid this person who just had a difference of opinion or perspective, but that person interpreted it as, as an all-out war. 24% of your employees avoid social events with those colleagues. 16% had still not resolved the conflict, which got worse over time. This one, 12% of people just quit their job. It's too much conflict, they just quit their job. This is why at the summit, we're talking about this because dealing with conflict is a retention strategy. It ensures that you can keep your staff and qualified staff when you can up-level them to truly step into their greatness and lean into difficult conversations and actually listen and hold space for a different perspective. 10% of your employees avoid going to meetings if they know there might be conflict there. And 9% avoid coming to work for multiple days. Leaders, this impacts your center. While it's tempting to bottle up your feelings so that you don't rock the boat, conflict-avoiding tendencies and a conflict-avoiding culture takes a toll on mental health. Leaving conflicts unresolved leads to pent-up frustration and a great sense of loneliness that is built up over time. When people feel lonely, they become depressed and they don't show up to work and they don't bring their best foot forward. Training staff to learn how to better manage their negative emotions or their strong emotions in the heat of specific moments, whether that's with children or with parents or with their colleagues. They need to work together on resolving these conflicts more productively. That's how you build sustainability. That's how you build long-term legacy and impact. So let's bring everything here full circle and talk out some action steps. I want you to think about how you approach conflict, right? Is it the flight, fight, or freeze response? Do you try to be quote unquote nice so that you don't hurt anyone's feelings as opposed to being kind, which is about being brave and having difficult conversations? Do you try to overcompensate? Do you feel bad to say something because you might hurt their feelings? Or do you just hope and pray that that problem goes away? Stepping into your bravery as a leader is a defining factor to level up yourself and your team. Start with a commitment that you're just going to do better at not avoiding it. And then I have two more invitations here for you. One is, if you want more scripts, We've created a scripts workbook with over 40 different scripts on how to navigate conflict with leaders, staff, and parents. And you can find that link in the show notes for the scripts workbook. It also comes with, you can add on the difficult conversation template. Now, for those of you that are really ready to roll up your sleeves, 
and want to do the deep work alongside other leaders. Build skill, understand the strategic game plan to really create a culture of contribution, a culture of kindness, a culture where people lean into difficult conversations, a culture of promotion and retention. Then I want you to join me and other leaders at the Summit of Excellence in Florida on March 1st and 2nd. All the details are inside the link in the show notes. And if you have questions, you can always ping us, our team, or myself. We're happy to jump onto a call. I know many of you have reached out to me in the last couple of weeks asking some clarifying questions. We're here to help. We want to give you the information that you need so you can make the best decision for yourself. So in part two of this series, next week, we're going to do some special role-playing to give yourself and your staff tools and how to articulate their frustrations or emotions with their colleagues. The three scenarios we're going to work through are teachers coming late from their lunch breaks. We're going to work through staff nitpicking on one another and the struggle to be flexible and adaptable. And we're going to talk about staff that are struggling when you know there's personal issues or some mental health struggle and you need the person to perform and show up. So make sure to subscribe, leave us a review. You'll get notified when our next episode goes live. And if you've been participating and listening to the podcast every single week, I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. Thank you for tuning in every single week. And thank you for committing to your own self-growth and development because that has a massive ripple effect on the children. Thanks for joining me this week, and I'll see you next week. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.